Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 41 of WFS, The Will Ford Show. It is so good to be back. It feels so good to be sitting in this chair again. And you know what? I've missed you guys so much. I've missed doing this. It's been a lonely couple weeks. I've had my face buried in in a computer the last week or so, week two weeks, doing schoolwork. Uh, I've had a ton of stuff for my environmental geology class, an essay, uh, an exam, uh, lab exercises, and, and I've doing I've been doing a lot of stuff in my media classes, uh, stuff for the radio station, and I had I had a speech today. I had to give a speech, a persuasive speech on my topic was. Uh, gun control in America, and I thought it went pretty well. Yeah, so uh, today was a pretty hectic day. I had a speech, had a story to write for my media class, an exam. Uh, it, it's just been all overall a very hectic couple of weeks, and and uh, in my media class we in, we got to interview faculty members. Uh, a faculty faculty member of our choosing. I can't even talk today. And I did an interview with one of my professors who is a huge baseball fan, uh, plays fantasy baseball, uh, and he shed light on an interesting strategy that he uses when he drafts players and manages his roster. And that's going to be posted on my media website for all of my Muskingum University media work. And I'm going to link to my website down in the description so you guys can check that out. Um, and it's going to be posted on Monday uh, with the whole interview clip. You can listen to the clip. You can read my story. There's going to be some pictures. Uh, it's a, it was a really, really good interview. Very, uh, uh, and a very fun conversation. So I will link to that down below so you guys can check that out on Monday. But we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is great to be back, and I've got some new equipment. I I got a new microphone. One of my friends, my one of my best friends, uh, he was tuned into a Twitch stream, and he, they were doing a giveaway, and it was this microphone, the Razer Siren Elite. That's one of the best quality microphones on the market, and. He entered into the to the sweepstakes to win into the giveaway, and he ended up winning. And a couple weeks later, he he gave me this mic. Uh, it was a a birthday gift. It was meant to be a birthday gift back in September, and he didn't end up getting it until the beginning of November. So it took a while to come, but I'm so thankful. And this is just a terrific mic, and hopefully, the quality of my voice. Uh, sounds a lot better compared to the previous 40 episodes. So, very excited to use this new mic. And it's it's just overall great to be back putting out some content. I've missed doing this so much. So with that, let's jump in to episode 41. Now, I've missed a lot over the, the past couple of weeks. I've been, you know, obviously keeping in touch with sports news. But I just haven't been able to talk about it, obviously. 
So some of this, it's a little irrelevant, but I think it's still very noteworthy to me and something and stuff I still want to talk about. So we're going to start NBA news. Jimmy Butler traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, let me tell you, I love this move for for the 76ers. They're getting an absolute alpha male, and Jimmy Butler is going to help groom Embiid and Simmons, push them every single day. He's got a very he's got very much a uh, Kobe Bryant mentality. He is out there cutthroat and dry, and and he's just he's just going to lay it to you. He's just going to give it to you straight, and he's going to force you to work. He's going to bring the best uh, out of you. I really like it for Philly, and I think it puts Philly right there with the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. But the interesting thing is, Philly wasn't one of Jimmy Butler's preferred destinations in trade. If you remember, it was the Clippers, the Nets, and the Knicks. So this could end up, depending on how the season goes, this could end up being a potential one-year rental of Jimmy Butler before he he says bye-bye in free agency. So it could bite him. But I do like the move. I think it is worth the risk. And it certainly makes them a contender in the East and a contender to, to win the NBA Finals. Now, as far as the Timberwolves, they got Dario Saric and Robert Covington in return. Also a second-round pick for 2019. I didn't think the deal was terrible on their part but i part of me liked the the four first round picks a little bit more from the rockets than this deal part of me just a little bit because you're you're still even though they're not lottery picks you know four first round picks is i think you have a better chance of getting more quality players with those picks than the one second rounder and then what you're getting with Covington and Sarge. And I, I still I those guys are they're okay players. They're they're good players. But I don't know, just part of me part of me just thinks that, that four first round picks deal would have been a better deal. Uh, obviously, we'll never know, and that's obviously virtually impossible to predict, uh, given draft position and whatnot. But it does remove Jimmy Butler from that locker room. It kind of removes that that aching kind of sore that's in the locker room. You get rid of a cancer. Uh, it was causing problems. So I think it was good on their part to get as much value as they possibly could. And Sarge and Covington are are nice players. Don't get me wrong. But those first round picks, I think might have been, might have. It's it's hard to predict, but I think those might have been, you know, a better package than what they got. But we'll see how it turns out. I do like it for both teams. And Philly, right there with the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. Still like the Celtics, though. They are my pick to win the the finals this year still. 
Uh, the Lakers added Tyson Chandler to their roster about a week or so ago. And let me tell you something, he has changed everything for the Lakers. He has made them so much tougher defensively, mentally. Uh, he's a, a leader. He's a champion. And he does tremendous things for that Lakers team late in games, defensively rebounding, creating extra possessions. He is just a dog. And I and that's not the it's not the flashiest acquisition, but it it's made a huge impact and it's really turned the Lakers around here in the past ten games or so. And right now, with the West kind of look showing that it's got some cracks, the Lakers are in prime position to to have a top seed in the West and not necessarily make the finals, but make a deep run in the West. And as I mentioned, there are cracks in this Western Conference. The Rockets have not been playing great basketball this season. And they're planning to get rid of Carmelo Anthony after only 10 games. And to be honest with you, I don't I don't agree with this. Uh, 10 games, that's not enough to see what uh, what you got with a, with this guy in your system. It's it's kind of like the tie lose situation. You can't fire a coach six games into the season when you're you got new players and you don't even have you don't have a star. And it's tough. So to do this to Melo, I think is unfair. I still think he's a good player, and he's a guy that can help you in the playoffs because the the Rockets are going to make the playoffs, but. Melo is a guy that can help you when the, when the Rockets struggle from deep. I mean, they are terrible. And Melo is a guy, you get him the ball in the 15 to 18 foot range, and he's going to get you some buckets. And uh, I'm surprised that they didn't really give this much of a chance. Uh, the favorites to sign Melo after he is released are the Blazers and the Lakers. So we'll see... We'll see how that goes. I don't think he's going to go to the Lakers. Blazers seems seems to be more likely. And then some rather actually big news. This is very recent news over the last couple of days. Um, some beef between Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. And this is this is the start of it. This is the the beginning of the end for the Warriors. This is the beginning of the end. Draymond has supposedly he had challenged Kevin Durant on the sideline in the locker room, said, we don't need you. We won without you. You can leave. Plus, Kevin Durant's making all these, these comments about wanting to be the highest paid player in basketball, seeing all these guys getting other money. It's It's starting to crumble. And... I'm not sure who's going to be left out of that big four. Obviously, Boogie's not staying, so I, I don't, I don't count him. But right now, it's looking like either Kevin Durant or Draymond Green's going to go, and I'm not totally sure who it's going to be because we know Kevin Durant wants to be the man again. I think I think we figured out he wants to be the man again. And right now, Steph Curry's the man. I mean, he's hurt 
right now, but Steph Curry is the most important player on that team. And I think Durant realizes that, and he knows he's not going to be able to get paid the money he wants to get paid in Golden State with all those guys there. He's going to leave. I'll just say right now, I think Kevin Durant's leaving, not Draymond Green. I have changed my mind. Kevin Durant will leave. And the Warriors will go back to their original big three. And they'll still be the best team in the league. But this this KD Draymond beef is is really interesting. That they said it's all worked out and and everything, but it's really interesting and it's a story we the media is gonna have to watch like a hawk for the entirety of this season. Alright, so NBA or the NBA season is very young at the moment. Uh we're not even 20 games in. So I wanted to do some award predictions for this season. We've got MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, and the Sixth Man. Now, MVP, this this is pretty obvious. LeBron James. It's, I mean, he's the best player in the world. And he's playing incredible right now. And Right now, he's he's gonna he's gonna lead the league in most statistical categories as he usually does. He's going to lead this Lakers team to fifty plus wins, and he's gonna lead this Lakers team to a possible Western Conference Finals berth. The man is incredible. He's gonna win MVP, Rookie of the Year. This one was kind of tough for me because uh, there's. There's so many good rookies in this draft. You got Don, Luka Doncic, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Bagley's a nice player. Uh, you got, you got Trey Young. There's there's a lot of good guys out there, but if I had to pick one, I I really like Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young has already broken a record or two since coming into the NBA. He's a perfect, he's got a perfect play style for the NBA, shooting threes, ball handling, passing. He's really, really good. And he's certainly, I, I, he's got star potential. I really like Trey Young. Rookie of the year, Trey Young. Coach of the year. This is a guy who was a candidate last year. And he was matched up against guys like Brad Stevens and Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey ended up winning. I I voted for for Brad Stevens. But Quinn Snyder for the Utah Jazz. I think I think he's going to be coach of the year this year with this Jazz team. He has turned this team from nothing into something. Donovan Mitchell was incredible uh for a young player. Reminds me a lot of of Russell Westbrook and John Wall. Very fast, plays very fast, very athletic. Um, not very refined in the shooting, uh, in his shooting from the perimeter, but I think he, that's something he can certainly work on and improve upon. But this Jazz team is nice, and they're going to make the playoffs. And Quinn Snyder is going to be your coach of the year. Most improved. 
No, 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 no. We're going to do Defensive Player of the Year first. Defensive Player of the Year, I think it's going to be Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green is out to, to prove something to people this year. He wants that Supermax extension, and if he gets this Defensive Player of the Year award, he will be eligible for that extension. So I think he's going to work really, really hard to try and get this. And he's trying to prove that he is still valuable to the Warriors, which he is. Draymond Green, I think, is just going to run away with this award because I know how badly he wants that money and to be paid like a superstar. A sixth man, this is very predictable every year. It's either Jamal Crawford or Lou Williams. Lou Williams has won it the last couple years, so I'm going to give it to Lou Williams again. I mean, the man is just a scoring machine off the bench. Been doing it for so long, so consistently. And there's just not much more I can say about Lou Williams. And then finally, most improved. Man, Jamal Murray is so good this year. Jamal Murray has taken huge strides uh, as a perimeter scorer, ball handler, shooter. I mean, he is just really, really good. He's made tremendous strides. And I love him for most improved. And he's on a Nuggets team that's actually not bad. They are not a bad team. All right. So I want to shift gears a little bit. College football. Uh, The rankings came out this week. And I've missed the last couple weeks worth of rankings, but we're not going to go back to any of those. Uh, But the top four right now, obviously Alabama one. What'd you expect? Clemson two, Notre Dame three, and Michigan four. I 100% agree with this. This was what I thought the top four should have been a couple weeks ago when I came out with my list. Um, And Michigan, I think, is actually the team to watch out for. I think they're really, really good. Uh, If they can fend off a hungry Ohio State team in the game, I think there's a a great shot that they play for the title against Alabama. But obviously they're not going to do anything against Alabama because Alabama's Alabama. No no one's beaten Alabama this year. I mean, Alabama's just so good. The only way Alabama loses is if the health of Tua Tagovella is limiting, if he's he's unable to play effectively. Because he has had some knee injury issues this season. Jalen Hurts also went down. So if they have to start one of those backups, I don't know. It's They could be a very beatable team. But with Tua in the lineup, starting at quarterback, this team's unbeatable. And you, you honestly just might as well not even try. I do like Clemson and Notre Dame and Michigan in there, as I mentioned. The first two out, so number five and number six, is Georgia and Oklahoma. I really do like Oklahoma. I, I love Lincoln Lincoln Riley and what he what he does uh, with the quarterbacks that he he has cycled through every other year. Uh, at Oklahoma, he is just doing 
great stuff. And I, I think Oklahoma is also a sleeper uh, to get into the playoff. Georgia, I'm not too high on Georgia this year. I think they're a very good football team. But I, I don't think they are truly the number five team in in the country. I would probably put let's see here. Let's look up let's look up the rankings. Let's see what they got. Let's see what they have for the rankings. Let's see here. All right. So the top four, as I mentioned, Georgia, Oklahoma. So we'll go all the way down to 10. Number seven is LSU, eight, Washington State, nine, West Virginia, 10, Ohio State. And actually, number 11 is UCF, who I, they're very underrated. But I would probably put, I would probably put a team like LSU or actually maybe even West Virginia. West Virginia, I think, is really good this year, and they were one of my sleeper teams to begin the season. I would move them up a little closer to that top five, top six range. But my my top four remains the same. I would probably bump Ohio State and West Virginia up a little bit. Maybe move up LSU. I mean, LSU's record is is one game. They're they're one game behind Georgia, but I don't think you you need to pay attention to that too too much. But yeah, I mean, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, man, that's that's it right there. And then and then I really do like Oklahoma as well. Okay, so on to the NFL. Big news in the NFL. So Le'Veon Bell, the story with him this season is he has not shown up. He sat out week after week after week, forfeited millions upon millions of dollars. And the deadline for him to come back and sign his tender and play out the rest of the season was this past week, and he failed to show up and sign the tender, the franchise tender, and now he is forced to sit out the remainder of this season, making him an unrestricted free agent come this offseason. Now, I think this is just... I I understand it from Le'Veon's perspective. Perspective he wants he wants paid. He he wants that money. He's proven time and time again why he's one of the best running backs in football. And and he deserves that money. So I get it from that perspective. Plus you also save your legs for a season. You have one season's worth less of miles on your body. So he's going to be totally healthy going into next season. But I, I, can, I can understand where the frustration may come in for Steelers players and Steelers fans. I mean, this guy kind of, you know, valued the team, or valued himself over the team 
And, you know, football is a team sport. You, you don't just get off on, on just, you, you can't just rely solely on yourself in football. That's just how it works. It's so much coaching goes into it. Quarterback play, defensive play, offensive line play. Uh, there's just so much that go, goes into the game. And I understand why some Steelers would be frustrated he didn't show up. But ultimately, I get it. I mean, you, you want your money. You want to prove your worth. And he's proven it time and time again. I think the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets, I think would be perfect landing spots for Le'Veon Bell. I really like the Colts. Andrew Luck, coming off injury, has been spectacular this year. Um, their defense, underrated. Not great, but it's underrated. It's better than people expected. Their offensive line is young. They've drafted heavy on offensive line the last couple of years. And their offensive line is starting to get a lot better. Andrew Luck has been pressured a lot less. Less interceptions for Andrew Luck. Lots of touchdowns. I really like that situation if I'm Le'Veon Bell. And you'd actually be one of the top three teams in the AFC if you had Le'Veon Bell to that mix. And then the Jets, all you're you're getting a young quarterback in Sam Darnold. Uh, and then you add Le'Veon, who's a star running back. That's a skill position. Then they would just need to draft and sign players at skill positions and defensively that are good because their their personnel is not the greatest. Now I do like their coach Todd Bowles. I I think he is a terrific coach, and he just needs to be given. An opportunity with some more talent. Because right now he just hasn't had it the last couple of years. He just hasn't had the talent uh, on his roster. So for Le'Veon Bell. Out of those two, I, I really like the Colts. I just think it works. And especially with Frank Reich. Uh, the former OC from Philly at, at head coach. I mean, that's really good. That would be a really good offense. Now, we've already seen one coach firing this year in the NFL. We've already seen one with Hugh Jackson. So here are some other guys who I think... Who I think could be fired by the end of the season, and there is a likely chance that most of these guys will get fired. Uh, Mike McCarthy for the Packers has just totally wasted Aaron Rodgers' talent. They lost to Seattle the other night. They're losing to... They're, they're losing very winnable games, and they're struggling in games where they should blow out teams. It's... And... I think Mike McCarthy is just kind of, he's just wasted Aaron Rodgers' talent. Excuse me. He's wasted his talent. And I think it's time for him to move on from Green Bay and go to a team that, you know, might be rebuilding so he can just build up something new again. Uh, Jason Garrett in Dallas is always going to be under fire no matter what. As long as he's the head coach, he's going he's gonna to receive scrutiny. And it's probably the 
the glamour coaching position in sports, coaching the Cowboys. So it's tough. But Jason Garrett has just been too predictable over the last couple years, especially this season in terms of uh, play calling, which part of that's on Scott Linehan as well. But Jason Garrett just hasn't been aggressive when he needed when he's needed to be, and he's been aggressive in spots where he shouldn't have been. And that they need to get. I think it's I think it's time to get rid of Jason Garrett. I know Jerry Jones loves him, but I think it's time to get rid of him, move on, and get you a guy who can put in a more robust offensive system and utilize Dak's strengths while also continuing to feed Zeke and and run through that offensive line. Um, some other guys on the list, I've got Dirk Cutter for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They've just not been a good team consistently the last couple of years. He's got a quarterback problem. Uh, Matt Patricia for the Lions, I don't think he's going to get fired this year, but I think if you give him another year or two of this team playing like this, he's going to be gone. Vance Joseph for the Broncos, I think this has been long overdue. Need to get rid of him. Doug Marone for the Jaguars. I mean, he's got the best secondary in football. And his defense is playing so poorly. He's got so much talent on defense. Offensively, they don't have a terrible offense. Leonard Fournette's good. The offensive line's good. Blake Bortles, when he's accurate, is good. And they've got good weapons. And Doug Marone is not utilizing that to the best of his ability. And taking advantage of this window that this star-studded defense has. And lastly... John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens, the last five or so seasons, has really just been, you know, meh. Kind of a mediocre. And it might be time for him to to get a new change of scenery. Uh, Ozzie Newsome, the GM's leaving after this season, so it might be time to just completely overhaul uh, the coaching staff. But... Yeah, those are my seven candidates for guys who I think should should be on the hot seat at least uh, for this season and beyond. Speaking of beyond, Toy Story 4 coming out next year in the summer. I am That was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid, the, the Toy Story series. I mean, that was just an incredible movie, uh, series of movies. Uh, second, that's my second all-time behind the original Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire, the 2002, 04, 07. I love those movies, but those two series of movies, oh man, so good. And I'm so looking forward to Toy Story 4 next summer. Alright, so I missed last night's game, Seattle and Green Bay. Uh, as far as projections, my primetime projections. But for the most part, I've been keeping up with it, posting uh, tweets, things like that. Um, so I, obviously I'm not going to count 
the Seattle Green Bay game. I would have picked Seattle. I, I I would have honestly, but I'm not going to count that in the records because that's just too close of a game to call. Those are two teams that are, you know, they're they're solid teams, and that's hard to predict. So I'm not going to count that one. But as far as the last couple weeks with the Chargers and Seahawks, uh, see this is from Week Nine. I picked the games Chargers, Seahawks, Rams, Saints, Packers, Patriots, Titans, Cowboys, and Raiders 49ers. I ended up going four and one. My only loss was the page or excuse me, the Titans and Cowboys game. Titans won twenty eight to fourteen in Dallas. That was Amari Cooper's first game as a cowboy. So 4-1 in week 9. In week 10, we had the Panthers and Steelers. I actually might have missed all of these games, did I? No, I did not miss all these games. Uh, So we had the Panthers and Steelers. I picked the Steelers. I got that one right. Uh, Dolphins and Packers, I picked the Packers in that one. Seahawks and Rams, I picked the Seahawks. Seahawks lost by five. And then Cowboys, Eagles, I picked the Eagles. And the Cowboys ended up winning, shockingly. Uh, They're just so hard to predict week by week. It's honestly drives me insane. And I'm a Cowboy fan, so it's it's just really... You just never know what you're going to get week by week, and it's really frustrating. Uh, and then Monday night, the Giants and the 49ers. I I picked the 49ers in this game. So I actually went and ended up going 2-3 and three in this week. So I've kind of tailed off the last week or two. But this week currently, obviously, no Seattle Green Bay. I'm not going to predict that one. But... I do like the one o'clock the one o'clock game with the Cowboys and Falcons. I think is very interesting. It's got some playoff inc- implications involved uh, in terms of wild card spot uh, for the Falcons, especially wild card spot because the Saints and the Panthers are just running away with the division. And in the NFC East, the Cowboys are only a game or two back, so. It's it's got some huge playoff in, implications. I'm gonna predict. I mean, Cowboys are so hard to predict. So I'm gonna pick the Falcons in this game. I just like their offense much better. It's much more consistent. Uh, the Cowboys' defense is good. I love their linebackers, but I just don't know if that Cowboys' offense is is gonna play like it did against the Eagles. It's it's one week they play very inspired football, and then the next week they come out flat. Eagles versus Saints. This is America's game of the week. I love this matchup. Huge playoff implications for the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. They've just got a high-powered offense. Um... And defensively, you just you can't run the ball on them. I'm going with the Saints, and the Eagles are just very dysfunctional this year. 
Vikings versus the Bears. Great NFC North showdown. I love the Bears. You know I love the Bears. We're going with the Bears to win this game and win their division. And the Rams versus the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. This was originally supposed to be in Mexico. Mexico City, Mexico. But with poor field conditions, they moved the game to L.A. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be high scoring. Um, I like the Chiefs in this game. Chiefs offense has got some more complex uh, route concepts uh, in terms of what their receivers run. Uh, The Rams kind of struggle in run defense. And the Chiefs are very capable of running the football with Kareem Hunt. So I love that matchup. And Patrick Mahomes just always lights it up every week. He's incredibly good. And right now, clearly the MVP. Uh, Barring a huge drop-off in production or an injury. Knock on wood, because I I never want to see a guy of his caliber get hurt. So we'll see if we can go five or well four for four this week. I've got the Falcons over the Cowboys, Saints over the Eagles, Bears over the Vikings, and the Chiefs over the Rams. Those are your prime time predictions for week uh, for this past no. Excuse me, words are hard to say. Week eleven of the NFL season. All right, finally. We're on to the Ford food chain. Obviously, I usually do this on Tuesdays. It's Friday. It's the first episode I've been able to do in a while. So you're getting it on Friday, so don't complain. Um, And a lot has happened in the last couple weeks or so. So this is kind of based on the last few weeks as well as this past week. So number 10. Minnesota Vikings. Their run game is a concern for me. They just don't have much of a running game. They rely too much on Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins can only do so much. Defense is playing a lot better. Rush defense. uh, Blitzing. You know, pass rush. It's, It's starting to come together for the Vikings. They're playing much better defensive football. Offensively, though, they've got to take some of the burden off of Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins' shoulders. Number nine, the Chicago Bears. I love the Chicago Bears. They're going to be so good in a year or two. Mitch Trubisky, every single week, improves and improves and improves. Cohen and Howard in the backfield is a terrific tandem. Anthony Miller, Trey Burton, Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, great weapons for Trubisky to throw to. They're leading their division right now over the Vikings and, and Packers. I love the Bears. Bears at nine. Number eight, the Carolina Panthers. They went into the Steelers game a quiet, sneaky six and two. Weren't making a lot of noise. Terrific at home. 0 oh and two on the road. And it just shows the Panthers are not a road team. They got blown out by the Steelers. The Steelers are a high-powered offense right now that nobody can stop. Uh, but, yeah. I love I love the Panthers. 
Dark Horse Super Bowl team in the NFC. Number 7, the Houston Texans. Now, before Deshaun Watson got hurt, this team was a really good team. Uh, well, excuse me, I misspoke. They started off the season 0-3. Then, Deshaun Watson got hurt, but he was playing through a lot of pain. They've rallied off six wins in a row. And, you know, this team is just playing terrific football right now. Their defense is more than just dudes. They've got Clowney, Whitney Merciless, J.J. Watt. This team, top to bottom, is just really, really good. Number six, the Pittsburgh Steelers. James Conner has proven that he is better statistically than Le'Veon Bell for this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. He's just been fantastic the entire season. Ben's finally hitting his groove, finding himself, and this offense is as good as anybody's in the league. Number five might be a bit of a surprise is the LA Rams. Uh, Listen, man, they've shown a lot of vulnerability in their defense. Defensive front is weak in terms of running the football and getting pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, a lot of those players are, are selfish players. They're me guys instead of team guys. And that's a problem. They've given up 30 plus points in three consecutive games. And that's a problem for this Rams defense. And that's ultimately what's going to be their demise when it comes to the playoffs. But their offense is still loaded. They run simple route concepts and plays and formations, but they work really effectively. One of the best offenses in the league, Rams at five. Number four, the New England Patriots are just the New England Patriots, man. I mean, what more do you want me to say? Uh, They lost to the Titans, but the Titans usually play a lot of teams very tough. Patriots are, are fine. There's not much more I can say about the Patriots. Number three, the Los Angeles Chargers. My AFC pick to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Just an incredible team, and they're doing so well without Joey Bosa. Without Joey Bosa. Just imagine what happens when they get him back. Phillip Rivers is playing as good a football as he's ever played in his career. This team, there's something about this team that's different, man. It's just something about them is different, and I like it. Chargers at three. Number two, KC, the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is the clear-cut MVP this season. That offense is so high-powered with all those weapons. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt. Just incredibly good. Obviously, I've mentioned before, their defense worries me. Not much of a secondary, but they will be getting Eric Berry back, which is going to help a little bit on the back end. Their defense is going to have to play better than what it is in order for them to win a championship. Right now, they are the second best team in the league. And then finally, number one, the New Orleans Saints. Surprise, surprise. The last couple weeks, the Saints have been on top of my list. Their offense is probably second to the Chiefs. In my eyes, they're just so good at at what they do with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara in tandem. Drew Brees gets to throw a little less. He's got more protection from his offensive line. Defense is playing great. He can't run on them. 
I love the Saints, man. I love the Saints. They are just an incredible team. My pick to make it to the Super Bowl in the NFC and win the Super Bowl over the LA Chargers. All right, guys, that is my show for this week. Uh, Real quick, actually, I almost forgot. Des Bryant signed recently with the New Orleans Saints and then tore his Achilles in practice. And that's just really rough for Des Bryant. He's worked so hard to find the right situation for him football-wise. And another challenge was thrown towards him. Uh, it's really tough. You know, it's, it's it's just you just don't want to see that happen to the guy. He's worked so hard to get to where he is and he deserved his opportunity in New Orleans and that's it, too bad that he's not going to get it. But the Saints do plan on keeping him they they uh they want to bring him back and then that, that's good for Dez and, and it appears that they have welcomed him in and once he comes back from injury here in about a year's time you know I think he's still gonna be a good player for them. He's still got some juice in the tank and you know, Dez deserves an opportunity because he's been out of the league for far too long. He should have been on a team um, long before the season started. All right. That is my show for this week, guys. Thank you for for staying with me. Just so much schoolwork, you know, but we're on the fast track to the end of the semester. We've got Thanksgiving break coming up next week. Next Tuesday will be, well, after Tuesday will be the beginning of Thanksgiving break. We'll have about five or six days off. And then we'll have a couple weeks until exams, and then we'll be done for a month. We'll have a total month off from December 14th to January 14th for Christmas break. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be so fun. And I'm definitely going to be really good about putting content out there for you guys. And I'm just so excited to be back. I'm so glad that I'm using this new equipment. It's just, it's just great. Uh, thank you for sticking with me, guys. It's, it's really truly an honor to to have as many uh, listeners that I do. I only have I have about 50 listeners an episode on SoundCloud, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, that's what I've been averaging the last few weeks. Um, so thank you for sticking with me guys thank you for listening to this episode make sure you follow the show on twitter at the will ford show I've been more active recently on my twitter account make sure you rate and review the show on itunes like and comment on soundcloud you guys know what to do next tuesday episode 42 will drop So stay tuned. Link down below will be a link to my website so you can check out that article on Monday. I will also, you know, put some other stuff about that out there later. But you guys know what to do. Like and comment. 
rate and review. Follow me on Twitter. We'll see you next Tuesday. It's WFS.